Welcome to the 5G Techvitory podcast, where we will explore the hottest topics in 5G with some of the industry's leading minds. We shall now continue with the next uh, session, which is dedicated to private networks and the second-day service level agreements right in uh, in this context. So uh, speakers in this session are Catherine Gall, the consultant and head of sales at Cellnex Connectivity Solutions, and Nanda Menon, he's a director corporate development at uh, the company named Athonet. So hopefully you can uh, hear and uh, see me well and uh, can start the uh, discussion. Great. Hello, everyone. I'm glad to be hosting this uh, panel and to have uh, Catherine here uh, with us with, uh, uh, from Cellnex. Uh, quick way uh, of background, uh, Athenet is a specialist in uh, core networks, and we've been involved in a number of deployments across the world in uh, private networks over the last uh, decade. And some of them, and some of the more prominent ones, are together with uh, Cellnex. So I'm glad to have the opportunity here to speak with uh, Catherine because SLAs are a, a very, very key part of um, the private network experience. And one of the main reasons why people um, people decide to use the private cellular network com compared to alternative wireless technologies. Uh, but maybe before we get into the SLAs, Catherine, maybe you'd like to say a few words of introduction to yourself and Cellnext. Absolutely. So I'm Catherine Goff from Cellnex. Cellnex is a about 36 billion euro company. Our main business is um, we are the number one five, um, tower co in the in Europe. Essentially, what we do is we host mobile operator equipment on our towers. So um, our other business is enterprise business, and private networks are one of the key parts of that private networks business as we acquired Edgecom about 18 months ago. And Edgecom is one of the top, um, if not the top provider of private networks in Europe. Excellent. Well, thanks, Catherine. So um, moving into that discussion and private networks in particular, maybe you could uh, explain a little bit about why you think that SLAs are important for private networks and why, from a Selnex point of view, this is one of the differentiating qualities that you've brought to the table? I think SLAs are, I think, the key differentiator for private networks over other mobile technologies, whether it's a public mobile network or a Wi-Fi network. In a private network, which is usually being used by a business's absolutely core business, in other words, if the private network doesn't work, the business doesn't work. It is absolutely um, important that the SLAs work and they work in a manner that I think is very different than your typical telco kind of SLAs. Um, I've been in this business for longer than I'm willing to admit. And a typical telco SLA, although earnest and serious about trying to meet, reach their four nines or five nines or whatever it is that um, the agreement is, um, things are not designed that way. They're not designed to make it. Um, in the private networks world, everything is designed to achieve that SLA. And everything is actually designed to manage not just the SLA, but to manage the risks to the customer of an outage. Excellent. Um, now, when you talk about uh, SLAs and outages, this is normally the first uh, level of SLA that people look at, which is availability. 
Could you um, say a little bit about the kinds of availability levels that you get in a private network and the, and, and the SLA levels compared to, let's say, something on Wi-Fi or other, other networks that customers may be uh, used to, best efforts type, types of networks? Yeah, so I think in a, in a Wi-Fi network, which is a very good network, by the way, I think it's very difficult to achieve an SLA just because of how things, how it's deployed and how, how it's managed. With a private network, a private network is able to be easily configured to have failover in multiple places. And I know, Nanda, I'm going to turn it over to you in a second to tell about how Athonet provides that failover in order to help a private network achieve, you know, the ultimate in, in nearly 100% SLA. But in a private network, a network can be designed so you can actually lose base stations and still essentially have 100% uptime. And that just doesn't happen in other places and in, in other kinds of services. Yeah, it's a good that you brought that example up. So, you know, one of the things that we can we can say is that if you look at private networks, you know, the environment that private networks started and the environments in which Wi-Fi started are quite different, right? So, um, Wi-Fi started off in commercial uh, buildings and residences. It started off as a best effort service running on unlicensed um, spectrum, and people didn't expect much. And then as enterprises became wireless first, they began to demand more and more reliability from it. And it's something that, that Wi-Fi and other unlicensed wireless technologies are really not built for because they expect to have a certain level of interference. They, ex they expect for the network to go off because a microwave comes on or a baby monitor comes on or someone decides to operate uh, the, the, the wireless gate uh, nearby. Whereas if you look at private networks, they always they started in a very different environment. They started off serving mission critical uh, environments. That's really where private cellular started off. Uh, you're serving hospitals, you're serving mines, you're serving public safety. And uh, why? And whereas in conventional telecoms networks, you're used to having you know uh, three nines, four nines of SLAs. Most of our clients in the private cellular world actually talk in terms of no nines. Uh, which means that the network can't go down. As as one of our uh, one of the customers in, uh, in in a hospital put it, you know, if if you if you have a five nines type of SLA uh, with five nines reliability, uh, your heart would be dead five times before the time you uh, by the time you're um, uh, thirty years old. So it's a completely different way of uh, managing reliability and SLAs and availability. Um, so the entire culture is quite uh, quite different. Uh, Catherine, there are some numbers, for example, that um, uh, that uh, that are out there in, in terms of uh, from people like Gartner, etc., who talk about uh, an hour of downtime can be worth three hundred thousand uh, dollars per hour to to a network. Uh, but of course, that's only looking at uh, at, at, a, at a monetary cost. But many of these networks um, op operate in environments where you know, you, you, you can have catastrophic impacts on life or, or physical safety if yeah. networks uh, are not available and they don't have, uh, and you can't put a price uh, on, on these sort of things. Could you give some examples perhaps of, of environments in which you're deployed where these kinds of, uh, of uh, outcomes are, are so important and, and how you've uh, dealt with that and how they should be managed? Absolutely. So in the case of a port, an, an outage at the port could mean a person is not in touch 
with the people they need to be in touch with, which means um, oftentimes people that import, which is not ideal, they work alone. And by working alone with no communications, um, it, it can put them in a, in a, in a, a dangerous situation that um, they could be in a place where they don't know that something is coming, i.e. a container that's coming at them without the knowledge of knowing what's where, when, how. Um, it's very dangerous, which is why, as you said, no nines is something that, that is absolutely key in something like a private network at a port. Excellent. And, and in that um, sort of uh, uh, environment, you know, uh, how do you manage that, that, that SLA? What are the typical kinds of, of, um, of uh, obligations that you as a service uh, provider take, um, which, which perhaps, which, which is probably one of the reasons why an enterprise wishes to, uh, to give uh, the network out rather than uh, deploy themselves? I think that's where Celnex is unique in that I believe we manage customers for risk rather than for outage. So as an example, we can manage, a customer will be at 100% if they lose one of their failover cores or if they lose one of their failover um, radios. But if, and we let them know, hey, you're still at 100% usage, but you're at risk now. And being able to manage that risk I like to say we manage risk rather than manage failure. Excellent. So you talked a little bit about uh, about being able to, con uh, to to manage risk by saying that that you you haven't lost the availability, but you're now at a at a higher risk. Uh, maybe we can talk a little bit if if you break if you were to break that down. There's clearly uh, the radio side of it. You know how do you how do you manage that to make sure. Uh, that even if one radio goes down, uh, the, the, the network is still available, although there's a heightened risk. And similarly, you know, if you look at the core network uh, as well, you know, what are the components that are building up into this, uh, into this risk and this package of SLAs uh, that you manage? Well, the first in the, in the radio, we build the network so there are overlapping radios um, with different channels. That way, if one radio goes down, devices automatically reconnect to the closest radio, which will be in sight. Um, with regard to the core, we, we, um, we build the core so that it has failover at different sites. And whether the different sites are within the, let's say, port or airport or mine, or if they're at two different places, maybe on the airport or port, and then at something adjacent, it, it gives the the core an opportunity to fail over 30 second failover a 30 second failover between is is nothing as compared to a catastrophic or an hour outage no thank you that's um, that, that that's interesting and uh, on the enterprise side you know what is it so clearly you're taking on uh, these uh, th these commitments and uh, typically in, in terms of uh, the slas there's clearly um there's, there's clearly uh, the, the idea of maintaining uh, availability, that sort of measure. Uh, but what about things like response times um, and mitigations, etc.? How, how are those things built into an SLA? So as being built into an SLA, we proactively manage our customers. So I like to say that we actually probably notify our customers of issues before they notify us. So response times are quick um, and a customer's SLA and their whole service um, 
product is built according to how they need to manage their business with everything from on-site um, equipment to people that we know that are geographically close if they have to go out. But most things can be done remotely. Okay, no, excellent. Um, now, just thinking uh, a bit further, now there are many different kinds of deployment models uh, that you can use, and these things have trade-offs between cost, ease of use, and high levels of SLA. And uh, and today, particularly one of the, the subjects that you hear a lot is the entry of uh, cloud-based services into, in, into networks, uh, in, the idea of hybrid cloud or, or, or fully on-site. How do you look at all of these uh, different things? We look at them with the customer. So essentially, we take what the customer requires, what the customer is willing to pay, and we set the expectations. If the customer's budget is not where it needs to be in order to, to be able to handle something that really is going to provide them with nearly zero nines, as you, as you put it, you know, four nines, five nines, um, we manage their expectations. One of the things that I think is most unique about private networks is that SLAs are collaborative. So everybody works to fix something first before pointing fingers. You don't know where the fault is. Sometimes that fault can be within something at let's say a port or an airport, or sometimes it could be with the private network itself, but it has to be collaborative. So regardless of whether our customer chooses something that is super belts and braces and give them, you know, five nines, or if they choose something with less nines, but is less expensive, the philosophy that our team has is that let's fix it and let's teach the customer how to diagnose it as well, because it is absolutely collaborative. I can tell you there's no CEO out there that's going to say, well, the private network, you know, the answer wasn't the private network and their t their team was blaming the private network and did nothing it has to be collaborative okay super so um to summarize i think one of the most interesting things uh, that that we heard uh, from, from from catherine is the idea of of of, uh, of being able to give very high uh, availability by building overlapping coverage having uh, redundant cords etc and the idea of managing risk that rather than managing uh, outage um so that there's always availability and um and um what you're trying to do there is to uh is to make the customer aware of uh, the risks that are available at different stages in the network if you've got different um uh, levels of uh, outages or availability uh, in the network uh, the other interesting thing um that i i heard there was the ability to be able to manage uh, most things uh, remotely um, that's also um, uh, very useful, I think, if you're, if you're trying to deploy these into different parts of the world. And this is one of the things that, that always comes up. Uh, you know, networks tend to be operating in places that, that, uh, that a normal consumer network uh, will not be. Uh, you know, a, a mine is not going to be in, in a center of major um, uh, mobile coverage or may not be accessible uh, even for an IT person to get to on site. So this idea of being able to, 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 to manage these things uh, remotely is incredibly important. And uh, the last thing was this idea of collaboration. And uh, that's something that uh, that uh, that customers also say many, many times, which is that, yes, we have the SLAs, uh, but uh, we hope we never have to, to go there uh, because if we can't work in the spirit of, of, of partnership to ensure um, that the network is performing uh, as it needs to, 
um, then that's already uh, a much bigger problem than just being able uh, to meet the, the SLA. So I think in all of these things, experience of having done it, experience of having deployed these networks and knowing how to manage the customer, alert them uh, to risk, and uh, as Catherine pointed out, proactively to be able to, uh, to, to identify uh, what has um, uh, what is likely to go wrong in a network before the customer even knows it is really the key uh, to delivering a high quality service uh, and SLA. So with that, I'd like to thank uh, Catherine and thank you all for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nanda. Thank you, Catherine, for joining uh, the 5G.